Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for July 29th, 2020. Today marks the end of the Bonus Army protest in Washington, D.C. In 1924, a grateful Congress voted to give a bonus to World War I veterans. $1.25 for each day served overseas. $1 for each day served in the States. The catch was that payment would not be made until 1945. However, by 1932, the nation had slipped into the dark days of the Depression and the unemployed veterans needed their money immediately. In May of that year, some 15,000 veterans, many unemployed and destitute, descended on Washington, D.C. to demand immediate payment of their bonus. They proclaimed themselves the Bonus Expeditionary Force, but the public dubbed them the Bonus Army. Raising ramshackle camps at various places around the city, they waited. The veterans made their largest camp at Anacostia Flats across the river from the capital. Approximately 10,000 veterans, women, and children lived in the shelters built from materials dragged out of a junk pile nearby. Old lumber, packing boxes, and scrap tin covered with roofs of thatched straw. Discipline in the camp was good, despite the fears of many city residents who spread unfounded Red Scare rumors. Streets were laid out, latrines dug, and formations held daily. Newcomers were required to register and prove that they were bona fide veterans who had been honorably discharged. Their leader, Walter Waters, stated, We're here for the duration, and we're not going to starve. We're going to keep ourselves a Simon Pure Veterans Organization. If the bonus is paid, it will relieve to a large extent the deplorable economic condition." June 17th was described by a local newspaper as the tensest day in the Capitol since the war. The Senate was voting on the bill already passed by the House to immediately give the vets their bonus money. By dusk, 10,000 marchers crowded the Capitol grounds expectantly awaiting the outcome. Walter Waters, leader of the Bonus Expeditionary Force, appeared with bad news. The Senate had defeated the bill by a vote of 62 to 18. The crowd reacted with stunned silence. Sing, America, and go back to your billets, he commanded, and they did. A silent death march began in front of the Capitol and lasted until July 17th when Congress adjourned. A month later, on July 28th, Attorney General William Mitchell ordered the evacuation of the veterans from all government property. Entrusted with the job, the Washington police met with resistance, shots were fired, and two marchers were killed. Learning of the shooting at lunch, President Hoover ordered the army to clear out the veterans. Infantry and cavalry supported by six tanks were dispatched with Chief of Staff General Douglas MacArthur in command. Major Dwight D. Eisenhower served as his liaison with Washington police and Major George Patton led the cavalry. By 4.45 p.m., the troops were massed on Pennsylvania Avenue below the Capitol. Thousands of civil service employees spilled out of work and lined the streets to watch. The veterans, assuming the military display was in their honor, cheered. Suddenly, Patton's troops turned and charged. Shame, shame, the spectators cried. Soldiers with fixed bayonets followed, hurling tear gas into the crowd. 
By nightfall, the BEF had retreated across the Anacostia River where Hoover ordered MacArthur to stop. But ignoring the command, the general led his infantry to the main camp. And by early morning of July 29th, the 10,000 inhabitants were routed and the camp in flames. Two babies died and nearby hospitals were overwhelmed with casualties. Eisenhower later wrote, the whole scene was pitiful. The veterans were ragged, ill-fed, and felt themselves badly abused. To suddenly see the whole encampment going up in flames just added to the pity. 88 years later, game show host and failed businessman Donald Trump is making the same totalitarian moves, pitting a gung-ho coterie of costumed redneck border patrol agents against us. It is true that history indeed repeats itself. But come November, the tide will hopefully turn again. But this time, we're keeping the receipts. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, vote, and until next time.